dare to sin These songs of freedom Is all I ever have Redemption songs When you write that? All my life Reggae is the people music. You know you're a superstar. I am a superstar. You can't separate the music and the message. You see, reggae music comes to unify the people. Not everyone likes what you're saying. For your own safety, you need to stop. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that thing. Cause every little thing gonna be alright. You like that one? Yeah. There's a war going on. Oh, I can't bring peace. I can't even get peace for myself. Rise up this morning. Smile with the rising sun. Sometimes the messenger has to become the message. Bob, I know it's dangerous. But you're the only one who can unite the people. You're ready, Bob. No guns can stop this message. I want the world to change. And that time is now. everybody uh that's right uh, uncle dad here and with me as always is the ever so handsome uh i'm gonna keep it simple today the ever so handsome my captain well uh, thank you for keeping it simple i appreciate that yeah <laughs> uh but before we dive into our intro here uh mike as you just heard uh you loved i think you love this musician i mean who doesn't uh that is the trailer audio for the newest trailer of bob marley one love uh coming out february 14th 2024 uh produced by paramount and uh brad pitt's company uh plan b <laughs> plan b yes let me make sure that's correct yeah plan b um produced by brad pitt um so and it stars the following people it stars kingsley Benadier. Lashana Lynch, James Norton, Tosin Cole, Umi Myers, and a bunch of other great actors. Screenplay by Terrence Winter, Frank E. Flowers, and Zach Balin, and Reynaldo Marcus Green, directed by Reynaldo Marcus Green. Uh, so yeah, it comes out February 14th, 2024. 
And honestly, Mike, it looks incredible. It really does. And just to kind of dive, dive on that real fast, you do like Bob Marley, I'm sure. Yeah. Could there, could this be love? Like, that's a great, it's one of the, it's one of the best. And, it's, <laughs> and it comes on on Valentine's Day. <laughs> right. What a date. What a date, right? Like who, celebrate. Who are love. you taking? Well, <laughs> I'm going to take my dad. <laughs> well, I was going to see if you want to go with me, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Your, yeah, dad's, I, your dad probably would appreciate it. So, I mean, dude, Bob, Bob Marley is all about love, and it's exciting to to see him celebrate on the screen. And a lot of people even consider him to be one of the last most influential musicians of like a positive climate. Right? Like, all he was about was one thing, which was love and peace. Right? Or two things: love and peace. And right now, more than ever, let's be honest, we really need love and peace in this world. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No. I, absolutely. So, I actually will. Find a date and take him to this movie on February 14th. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Go check it out. Somehow, February 14th. Somehow, somewhere. Uh, February 14th, Bob Marley, One Love, 2024. Go check him out. And make sure the hashtag uh, Bob Marley, One Love when you share your on social media. Uh, okay, Mike, now we got that out of the way. Um, yeah, you weren't, you weren't here for another one. Well, that's okay. We're here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear about what you did down there. Down where, Mike? Where were we? Down in down in San Francisco, north of San Francisco. So yes, that, it was LA. That works. Was LA. Oh, this is the LA one. <laughs> I can't keep track of where you're going because you're always all over the place. You travel so much and you're so busy. I can't <laughs> keep track of you. It's like somebody else I know. I don't know who that you, person is, but it's very you're similar. The, yeah, you're always all over the place, man. I'm like. Where's Uncle Dad? He's over there. He's I can't like. How do we get him for an interview? Like I can't even capture him. <laughs> you know, uh, I am related to Waldo. Just so you know. <laughs> What's that like? How does it feel to be like that, man? Like <laughs> you know, so, I, like, somebody once told me that's just you got to keep on going, man. So <laughs> transient. Yeah, it must feel good. <laughs> it does feel good sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was LA. in LA, Comic Con, and uh, you know, uh, West Side. <laughs> you were not. You were not LA. You were not West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. Yep. And uh, we, uh, man, what a trip! Uh, so Comic Con LA has been around for a while. It was originally called uh, Stanley's Comic Kazi. Obviously, you can't call that kind of thing anymore like that. And Stanley is no longer here to be a part of it. Uh, but for those who don't know, yeah, RIP. For those who don't know or don't remember or haven't listened to it, we actually had uh, two or three years ago when we first started doing the show. We actually had some of the founders or people who were affiliated with it on the show uh, many moons ago. And so it's kind of cool to go back after two years. And uh, man, that show, let me tell you, Mike, was the San Diego Comic-Con busy. And Okay, explain more. Tell me, tell me in what way. How was it? How was that for you? So it was a three-day show or a two-day show or what? Three-day show, uh, but it's just like Fan Expo SF, and I don't understand why they do this, but the Friday, they call it the preview night. So it's four to nine, right? Um, and then the rest of the days are 10 to seven, 10 to seven. Um, or sorry, 10 to seven on Saturday and then 10 to five on Sunday. Uh, yeah. All in all, man, it was just like consistent busyness. Like anywhere you went, it was like just packed, left, you know, like, like a bunch of sardines. But there was just some things you see in every area. There was consistent... Um, Consistent panels. The, the one thing that makes Comic-Con unique is that they have panel or the main stage is in the middle of the con floor. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that as somebody who goes to cons a lot? 
The panel is in the middle of the con floor. Like the main, the main uh, stage, like where all the main panels are. I don't know. My first reaction is that I like it because it doesn't separate the people who go to the panel from the convention floor. So like the exhibitors, the artists, the guests, you know, like they all lose people when people, you know, when, when the attendees go to the panels. And so if it's, if it's sitting right there in the middle of the floor, like when they come out, like they're right there still on the convention floor. So I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. But as a consumer, (laughs) it's a little annoying because it creates so much traffic to get it like around in that area. You don't so, like that. Well, I mean, if you want it, let's say you have a photo op or let's say you have a, a, a set time you have to be at for an autograph or a set time for an interview and you're all the way across. It does make it a little difficult. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it was pretty solid. Uh, we saw some old friends there. Um, Chrissy Lynn, uh, the cosplayer uh, we interviewed back in Fan Expo uh, New Orleans. She was oh, yeah. there. She Her booth is now tripled in size. And oh. she sells cosmetic products. Like, dude, she blew up. Great, great. So proud of her and so happy to see that. Yeah, uh, much love. Nice. Uh, I got to meet Steve Niles, talk to Steve Niles, who was going to agree to come on the show later. Now, for those who don't know, uh, Mike, I'm sure you can tell them who Steve Niles is. I know, but I just want you to tell the people. But I know, but I just want to hear you say it to people so they know. So Steve Niles is uh, a, an amazing comic writer, most known for 30, uh, 30 Days of Night which in our past episode for Fan Expo SF, we had Ben Templesmith, uh, who was the uh, artist behind 30 Days a Night. So kind of kind of funny to book in that. Uh, but uh, So you talked to Steve. I talked, to, I talked to Steve, not as an interview, but just as a friend, if you will. And mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to him and I go, man, that Ben Templesmith, he is a lot. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, uh, but also yeah. 30 Days of Night comic graphic novel and also made into a movie starring the ever so handsome Josh Hartnett, correct? Mm, yes, which some right? would say you look. <laughs> some, some say? Yeah, some say. Who are these some? Send me the names. I want to look at this list and read it every morning when I wake up. I got you. I got you. Um, Thank you. But, <laughs> but Josh Hartnett, you know, he did a great job in that movie. But honestly, that movie couldn't exist without Steve Niles. And so, so this brings me to my next point. Steve Niles has a new book that came out this year called Bryn Moore. And you can see that there, Mike. Um, yeah. This is signed by Steve Niles. Well, guess what? Our listeners will have a chance to win this signed copy, Mike. You have a signed copy. I see it as a signature. Yep. Steve Niles. Steve yeah. Niles. Bryn Moore issue you. one. Uh, this will be a, a special giveaway for our audience. So all you got to do is follow us on Uncle Dad Talks. So when you listen to this episode, I will post the giveaway. And not only will you have a chance to win this in that giveaway, another good person we saw, I don't think you know him, but his name is Brendan Easton. Brendan Easton is a writer, just like, like a regular entertainment writer. Uh, but he's when I met him three years ago, he was kind of up and coming. Uh, he did some things for Overwatch, a couple other things. Uh, but, and we have an interview with him on this episode. He has blown up so much, so much so that he is actually the head writer for a new show coming out on HBO Max and Cartoon Network called Ianu. 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 <laughs> which is a Nigerian-based uh, cartoon. Uh, but it also features uh, Nigerian actors, which is amazing. And it is very similar to like Avatar, uh, if you will. He talks about it on this episode. So get ready to listen to that, Mike, and learn about this. And if you can see, this is also signed by Brandon Easton, kind of. Look at you collecting signatures in, in L.A. Wow. Well, signatures to give away. <laughs> oh, man. I really so, missed out. 
You did. So included in that uh, Steve Niles giveaway, you also have a chance to win this uh, little 8x11 poster here. It's a cardstock, very nice print signed by Brandon Easton. Uh, and this will premiere in February of 2024. Is that premiere on Cartoon Network or HBO Max or both? Both, big dog. Both. Wow. Yes. That's a big yeah. double dog. Double yeah. down. Dude, good for him, man. He's been working hard, uh, you know, staying at it. And now he's a head writer for a show on HBO Max. Dude, that's a that's amazing. Well, he's on the right path and you know, and much kudos for, for doing that. So thank you. Yeah, of course. And then we talked to some other voice actors on here as well uh, that you all get to listen and find out about. But let me tell you, Mike, it was such a great experience to just be back again and see it. Because the last time I went, it was for during the pandemic. So right. it wasn't that great of a show. Now, like, you, it's full swing, man. Full swing. And so... Uh, LA Comic Con is in the LA Convention Center, right yes. near downtown, right? Yep. And how much has did you go to downtown at all? Uh, yeah. So I was staying. With, I guess I could say where I was staying. I was staying with my sister, who lives near downtown. Uh, and it's way cleaner than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Way cleaner well, than San Francisco. <laughs> well, they've done a lot, like with the Staples Center and like that whole area, like to to really. I guess it's not Staples Center anymore. <laughs> it's crypto, crypto yep, yep. Con. Right? And funny enough, the Warriors were playing the Clippers when we were there. And they lost. Did they? Too bad. Oh, oh. I'm so sad. I'm so sad <laughs> that the Warriors lost. Oh, <laughs> Steph Curry must have had a hard night. Yep, a hard night wiping his tears with $100 bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also next to the Peacock Theater as well, which used to be the Microsoft Theater. Oh, Peacock. That's cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I like Peacocks, yeah. Yeah, you're basically a Peacock. <laughs> I try. <laughs> you should like see it? that I'm right now. It's very peacocky. Do you like it? Is it I working? Love it. I love it. Yeah, it's working. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Uh, the only thing that Comic Con LA doesn't do that San Diego Comic Con does is that it doesn't have a lot of offsite activations. Uh, hopefully next year they'll do that. And um, but what's interesting about this event, for to be transparent with the audience, uh, Mike and you know this already, is that uh, we were not official press. So we kind of did things our own way through the connections we have. And, uh, you know, we have our own press badges. And uh, to be honest, that probably worked out better because it seemed to me there wasn't a single member of the press there. I looked at all the badges. I didn't see anybody wearing a press badge. So what do you think that's about? Like, is there are they, is LA Comic Con against press? No, I, this is what I think it is. So if you go to the, you know, you've been to booths, you're not booths, but you've been to press registration before. And always, there's always a registration booth for press and a registration booth for industry. Well, this one seemed to be industry slash press. So I'm wondering if they're focusing more on industry instead of press this year. Could be. Yeah, yes. I mean, who knows? Is, I mean, who I, knows what these guys are doing? <laughs> but we got some great things out of it, man. It was it was seriously a, a blast. You're going to hear some great interviews. I got to meet up with Lonnie. You know Lonnie Millsap? Lonnie Millsap, yes. New Yorker cartoonist. Yeah. Yes. New York. <laughs> yeah. You have to say that. Lonnie Millsap, New Yorker cartoonist. You have to say that. But his interview will not be in this episode. He did, uh, and Mike, just to plug it, I'm doing another seasonal, uh, seasonal event series called... 25 Days of Uncle Dadmas, uh, where I talk to all walks of, or all past guests about their favorite holiday thing. And uh, I talked to Lonnie about that. And, you know, just a little a little preview, if you will. Guess what Lonnie's holiday and favorite holiday movie was? Die Hard. <laughs> oh, I'm saving that one for you, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it was Love Actually. What? 
That was. <laughs> I want to talk to Lonnie. I'm going to call Lonnie right now. Actually, what's going on with this guy? That uh, you don't like that choice? I've never seen that movie actually, so I don't even know what it's about. But I still want to call him and talk to him about what he said to you. It's, it's about love. <laughs> love, love. <laughs> uh, but it takes place in Christmas time, and he had some really great. Uh, he really had love. some great things to say about it. Love. And his 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 runner up was Bad Santa. Bad Santa is a great one. Oh, it's so great. It doesn't hold up, though. <laughs> Every, everybody loves Bad Santa. It doesn't hold up, though. You're right, though. It faded out. It faded. It was faded. It faded because it's so offensive, dude. <laughs> uh, do, you, yeah. do you know, did you watch the, uh, you know, we've had um, Brian Folk Weiss. Brian yep. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, from the movies that made us, toys that made us, all those did you watch the the movies that made us about Elf? I didn't watch that one. No, not that episode. No. So yeah. I watched that one. And just a quick note to to everyone listening: when when they were filming that, Old School came out, and everyone saw Will Ferrell as this like crazy guy, and that and 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 so the producers of the movie wanted uh, John Favreau to make it more like old school and he said no i'm keeping it the way i want it i want it to be a timeless classic and he stuck to his guns and it it has st- stood the test of time right like would oh, you 100%. agree yeah 100%, yeah so uh in doing the 25 days of uncle dad miss that movie keeps getting brought up as an honorable mention people love that movie as an honorable mention yeah elf is the elf is the movie right Elf is great, but you know what I got to tell you, man? Talking about the holidays. You know what one I think people always forget about? Gremlins. No. (laughs) But in the same vein is Fred Claus. I don't know that movie. It's Vince Vaughn, and he plays Santa Claus's brother. (laughs) Fred Claus? Yeah. You would say something weird like that. (laughs) You don't like like Vince Vaughn? (laughs) I love Vince Vaughn, but I just don't know Fred Claus. You should watch it, dude. It's pretty good. It's sorry, yeah. it's Fred Claus. So it's it's Vince Vaughn as Fred Claus, Santa Claus's brother, and Santa so, Claus is played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like Paul Giamatti. And then uh, I forgot the girl's name. What's the girl from Misery? Kathy Bates. Yeah, Kathy Very Bates good. plays plays, uh, plays uh, Santa Claus's mom. <laughs> mom. Yeah. Kathy Bates plays the mom of Santa Claus. Okay. Yeah, and Fred Claus. Hmm. All right. You got to watch it, dude. Well, I probably won't watch it, but I'll think about it. I'll think about <laughs> all those people in a movie together and what that might be like. And then Bruce Willis makes an appearance. <laughs> yeah. And then Bruce Willis has a cameo, but he doesn't say anything. He Who's just saying? comes in and gives the Bruce Willis look with his eyes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was Comic-Con LA pretty much. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yes. We got way off track there. <laughs> well, I mean, we named a bunch of LA actors, so we're still kind of in the in the scheme. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Hollywood, right? Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Who else did you see there that you? Uh, maybe there was someone that you wanted to interview, but you couldn't. But you saw from afar. Was there anything cool oh, interactions saw- that you had that that we didn't get on the show? Uh, so I was literally feet away from Logic. You know who Logic is? Yes, but tell the listeners no, so they know. <laughs> So you go to okay. <laughs> Logic is a rapper. He raps. He plays that. He raps that song about suicide. The suicide hotline. That's right. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> you actually, some would say you look like logic. <laughs> I do. I know. Everyone says that all the time. All the time. Every yeah. day I wake up, people tell me that. Uh, yeah. So, but he go. Uh, his other name. His name is uh, Bobby Valentino as well. Or not Bobby Valentino. Bobby. Bobby Tarantino. Sorry. Tarantino. Bobby Tarantino. Whoa. Any that's relation to the famous uh, director? But yeah, so I was I was inches away from uh, um, from him. He inches. Had a lot. Yeah, inches. And uh, he, he was uh, he was literally like nonstop busy though. Uh, and he because he has a comic book that came out. Uh, I, I met the the not the animator, but the writer behind the Batman the animated series. Not, but not that one though. Not not the big one. Not the nineties <laughs> Batman animated series. Paul Dini. Well, not Paul Dini. The other guy okay. who wrote. Who took over, I guess. Oh yeah, who knows? You don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I forgot his name, but yes. You have it you have it in your notes somewhere, right? In my field notes, yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> in my field notes, yes. Shout out to uh, Field yeah. Notes for taking good <laughs> notes. Oh yeah, dude. I was taking a bunch of good notes on my field notes. Uh ten percent off Uncle Dad Ten, don't forget that. Fieldnotesbrand.com. Uh com. <laughs> yeah, so you know, honestly, man, that was really cool. And I had actually had a crazy interaction at uh at uh Voodoo Ranger, Voodoo Ranger was there, and they had a pretty cool uh, beer lounge, if you want to call it. Just tell and, the uh, listeners who Voodoo Ranger is, in case they don't know, because I know. Yeah, this time, actually, this time I do know. You know, <laughs> I do know. Yes, because I have uh, a problem. Ranger, uh, Voodoo Ranger is a beer company, I think, based out of LA. I think a brewery. Oh, I said beer company. <laughs> beer company. Yeah, they're a brewery. Yeah, based out of LA, probably. I would assume so because that's why they're there. Um, but I was waiting in line to get my beer, and I got an IPA, and I, I got two IPAs. And uh, this random guy comes up to me because well, I'm wearing my Uncle Dad hat and my Uncle Dad shirt. And this guy comes up to me, and he's walking by me. And he goes, hey. He goes, two beers, huh? He goes, man, you must like to party. <laughs> and then he looks at my shirt, and he goes, Uncle Dad, that sounds like a guy who likes to party. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Is that what he's? What did yeah, you say? Did you say yes? I like to party, or did you say no? I don't, I'm going to bed soon. Actually, I said hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we fist pumped our beers, and then he left. <laughs> wow, Uncle Dad, yeah. you had quite the weekend. Look at you. And I got we got more craziness coming, man. <laughs> man, you are becoming the Uncle Man. <laughs> Ooh, Uncle Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Man. Oh, I like it. Uh, yes, Uncle Man here in the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next, uh, the next thing I got on my docket, sir, is uh, that's right, Designer Con. You're gonna yeah, hold I it down for us again, too. I wish you could be there, Mike. I do. I know you wish you could be there too. At least I hope you do a little bit. You know, Designer Con, <laughs> or also known as Decon. Um, I've always wanted to go to that because I've just I've heard nothing but spectacular things about that show. As far as like artists and the things you get to see and who you get to meet, so like I'm actually envious of you that you get to go do that. So we're gonna hook you up with our good friend uh, of the show, Justin Orr, and you will talk to him and hopefully have a great time. Oh yeah, I'm also gonna talk to uh, somebody you idolize as well. Who's that? Uh, being a good friend of ours or a good friend of mine now. Not yours. Shag. Yep. Shag. You gonna talk to Shag? <laughs> you can't do that without me. You do so many fun things without me. So there you go. <laughs> I was just looking at the shag mask that we got from San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I got that for you. Yeah, <laughs> you did that. You did that for me. Yeah, thanks. Well, another My reason bad. why I'm saying it was actually a surprise for you. 
In all seriousness. Yeah, what, a surprise. A Christmas surprise for you. In all seriousness, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll let it be. Uh, uh, but yeah, so Mike, uh, next year, next year you'll be there. Let's plan really to, to be there next year mm-hmm. uh, at Designer Con because I think not only would you get to go, right? Like not, not only would you even get, like, get to go to this con you want to go to, but you would get to go as press for an outlet of yours. Like That's not right. like selling stuff. Just so you would get the full experience of just talking to everybody. Like, and this dude, this, this con is so generous, man. They are, they're like, Oh man, designer con is such a great press person to work with. Nice. Well, that, it yeah. must be a relief from some of these other cons that you've referenced in this show. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty great. But yeah. So that's, that's what's coming up on the uncle dad circuit. And we also have other guest interviews lined up as well, uh, before the end of the year. Um, something I do need to mention really fast, um, like before we wrap up is that on December 21st, uh, we are doing a charity event for clandestine brewing more details to come. But what I can tell you is that I will be there. Mike will not. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Tell me. <laughs> the fans tell me are, more. the fans want you there. <laughs> Well, if if I can make it, I'll try my best. But no guarantees. No guarantees. But clandestine is a great place to get a nice, tasty beverage. Oh, yes. And then certain things will be happening for a charity that I will talk about on next episode. Uh, but, yeah, so it's we're pretty excited for that one. So, oh, what uh, a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger indeed. December 21st, on your calendar. Yep. Uh, but all right, everybody. I think that's it. I mean, Mike, I don't know unless you got other questions. Who was the person that you saw at the convention that you wanted to talk to, but you weren't allowed to talk to? Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good question. It probably just to bookend it. I was really excited to possibly talk to John Heater, who mm. is uh, from Napoleon Dynamite, because mm-hmm. uh, Ephraim was there, um, and I guess uh, who's uh, Pedro Sanchez from Napoleon Dynamite, and who, who uh, on the show. Move out on the show, right? And so that's why I like I like those bookends, right? Where you can get, you know, we can get both of them on. That's great, right? Like yeah, that would be amazing. But I guess you know what? And since you brought that up, I will tell you the way they did autographs though in this one, I didn't really like. So in order to see celebrities, you had to go into a private room to see any of the celebrities. Uh, so the issue with that is if you did not have an autograph ticket already paid for, you could not go into that room. Hmm. So. That was a little irritating. So I probably could have finessed something maybe with somebody in there because I wasn't allowed in there because I didn't buy any autographs and I wasn't going to pay a minimum of $80. So no, no I don't yeah. want you paying that. Yeah. yeah. No. So, yeah. So, you know, it's a kind of, a, I, I also think like I get why we do that, but let me ask you, Mike, in your experience of doing conventions, do you think that kind of like just alienates the fan fans? Well, I think two things i think yes it does and also it helps the guest not just be bombarded with with random people all day and also just sitting at a at a table when there is the dead space you know so i understand right. it from both spot both sides but also it would have been great to have that as a bookend for the show so yeah, right. shame on you for not getting that Me? shame where's the bell shame <laughs> shame where's the shame bell i'll put you know what we should make a little some new sound effects. Can, can you put a, a shame a, a bell sound effect right here? Uh, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that clip. I'll put it with the bell sound, and it'll come in right here. Ready? One, two, three. Shame. <laughs> there Thank it is. you. 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that was Comic Con LA. This episode is about now an hour and a half long. So get ready to sit it. Actually, just so everybody knows, these episodes have been pretty tight, man. We've been having hour plus episodes left and right. Uh, it's been pretty exciting. The content has been great. And uh, if you haven't been noticing the changes in the show, there's music in the show now. There's little sound effects in the show. There's a bunch of – I have intros in the show. Uh, yeah, so there's so much, so many things happening now in this in the show. We're growing, Mike. We're changing. We're evolving. Well, Dad, you're doing great. Like, look at you. I mean, no. Hey, look at us. You're, you're still covering, You're covering events, and I'm just asking you questions about it. Like, you're doing the best. <laughs> The students become the master, my friend. <laughs> I'm just living vicariously through you. <laughs> oh, that's that's how I live my life normally through you. <laughs> well, the, how the how the how the turns have tabled. The turns have tabled. Yes, how the how the turns have tabled. Huh. <laughs> what happened here? Right. What happened? I don't know. Yes, let's well, listen. Let's listen to it. Let's let's do it right now, everybody. And remember, go to Instagram.com and follow us at Uncle Dad Talk. So when you do, it'll be right when this episode is released. I, the literally the next post over will be the contest to win the items that we talked about. Uh, so Mike, tell me go follow Uncle Dad Talks. Talk. At Uncle Dad Talks, and you can win the items that we yes. talked about on the show. The items being <laughs> signed. Cool stuff. Ianu. Ianu. And Brynmore number one. Uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you all uh, next week. Take care. Remember, we're not uncles. We're not dads. All right. Uncle Dad here hanging out with... Uh, that's right. You can be my guest host today. Get up for my sister, Isela Mariah. Hi. Uh, and uh, her awesome friend, <laughs> boyfriend, Gage. What's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, so we're here at Comic-Con LA. Uh, this is your first time, this is both your guys' first time big con, right? Yes. Already, initially, what's the feeling like? There's a lot going on. Yeah, a lot. There's so much to absorb right now. <laughs> it's pretty, when it's your first, so the reason why I, I sprung this on you guys about hosting with me real quick is because I love experiencing cons, like big cons, with people who've never experienced it before, so I can experience it through you guys. So right away, it's just, it's a lot to take in, huh? Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't really know. It's cool. But there's some cool costumes, right? Cool costumes. It's a lot of families having a good time. Yeah. So anyways, guys, thank you for joining me. Yeah. Uh, everybody, get ready for a good time. we got some interviews lined up. Old friends will be on this show. Uh, but let's go hang out. Let's go explore. And we'll be checked back with you guys, yeah? Yes, slay. This ad is brought to you by Skyline Smart Energy. The state of California just approved another rate increase for PG&E one of California's biggest electric companies and the other big companies are soon to follow. Homeowners electric bills will increase by an additional 13% starting in January of 2024. If you could have a locked in gas price at $2 per gallon for 25 years, wouldn't you have done so? By going with solar with Skyline Smart Energy, that's exactly what you can do. You'll not only pay a much lower average in price per month, than your current electric bill, but you'll also lock in that lower rate for the next 25 plus years. Skyline is also offering a free year of Brinks Home Security with no installation fees when you get solar installed. So do yourself a favor, protect your family, your home, and your wallet by texting or calling 209-573-0589 for a free energy savings consultation and see if your home qualifies. Skyline Smart Energy. Take control of rising energy costs now. All right, Uncle Dad here. With somebody 
who I'm so happy to talk to. Really, I've been trying to make this happen for a while. Give it up for the legendary Brandon Easton. What's up, man? Hey, man. Well, first of all, thank you. You're very kind and gracious. Not quite a legend yet, but I appreciate your time coming by. Hey, you know what, man? You're a future legend. How about that? I appreciate it. Uh, so let's talk about what you do, man. You are a writer. And you do some of the most unique writing. I think it's so well done. But you've done so many great projects. You've done Overwatch stuff, Thundercats, and you've got a show right now, right? Like, yeah. let's talk about the show. Okay, so the show is called Ayanu Child of Wonder. It'll be out on Max and Cartoon Network in October of 2024, from what I understand. Um, it's a story, basically, the best way to describe it is like if you had Avatar The Last Airbender, but set in ancient Nigeria. That's amazing. It is. And um, this is the main character, is Ayanu. Uh, she's an exiled girl who slowly begins to realize she's a chosen one and gets sent on an adventure to save the land, of, uh, save the land, save the land from a very vicious curse, which is going to wipe out all humans. Wow. So that's what's going on with that. Uh, we're very excited about it. We did a, a panel at New York Comic Con a few months ago, and it went over very well. So right now, we're just enjoying the time. and. You know, working in post-production, but the show is definitely coming real soon. That's, that's amazing, man. Just seeing yeah. your growth. I was telling you off mic that yeah, I remember yeah. seeing your growth. I remember just seeing like a couple credits and just seeing the big things you've done, man. Yeah. I'm so It's so awesome, man. I love seeing artists just grow in their craft. Thank you so much. And it's great because, you know, uh, not to kind of, you know, just see what you have done and see this show. My thing is this. What, how, what is that experience like for you? Has it been a difficult experience? No, um, but it was my first time as a head writer of a TV show. I never did it before, um, but... You know, we they trusted me with a lot. I like to think we all delivered. I had a really great writer's room full of great writers. So it was a uh, fantastic experience. It was There was a lot of challenges, but it's all a learning experience, day by day, a big, giant learning experience. Yeah, what has been the biggest challenge in doing this uh, show so far? Trying to stay within budget. You know, it was really a budgetary issue, a lot of budgetary issues, but um, it came together. I mean, I've seen some of the footage from the first couple of episodes, and it looks absolutely amazing. It's going to have a um, full Nigerian voice cast, and we're going to have a lot of Afrobeats celebrities as uh, musicians for the soundtrack. So it's going to be pretty solid. That's incredible, man. And so what other work, do, if we can talk about any other work, what other work you got coming out? Well, okay, so first I, I'm working on a new Robotech book, which is a se direct sequel to Mac, the Macross saga. I have my own Kickstarter original material called Dominion's Light, which is a sci-fi fantasy hybrid. I wrote the Vampire Hunter D Kickstarter book called Message from Mars. This is the only place you can get it anywhere. If you weren't a Kickstarter backer, you can't get the book. This is the only place you can get it. We have the hard covers and a, and a special edition slipcase. Um, and there's a bunch of other little things I'm working on that I can't talk about quite yet. But the Robotech book and Dominion's Light are the newest things I have. That's amazing. And, and so where can our audience uh, learn more about you and connect with you and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram as a Brandon Easton writer. And you feel free to uh, reach out to me. I'm always happy to connect with fans. I'm on um well, whatever we used to be called Twitter as a Brandon Easton writer, I believe. So everything is pretty cool. And uh, I've just been real busy and I'm just happy to be here. I love it, man. St stay busy. And I love how humble you always are. And man, again, I can't, I'm so excited for your growth, man. Seriously, that's amazing. I appreciate it. And thank you for coming by again. Of course, man. Thank you so much. All right. All right, everybody, Uncle Dad here hanging out with uh, somebody from the Scott, the Scout Comics family who's been previously on the show. Let's give it up for Josh Isaac. That's correct. 
correct. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, awesome. So I mess people's names up all the time, not on purpose. I just I'm very bad at names. You know what I mean? So awesome. Okay, so let's talk about your book and the book that you're uh, selling right now. Sure. So I'm here with a bunch of books, but the two that I'm promoting most, um, you mentioned Scout Comics. I got a new book from Scout called Charm City. When completed, it will be a five-issue miniseries uh, when we're discussing this. The first two are out. Issue three, I believe, comes out on Wednesday. Uh, so by the time people are hearing this, it should already be out. This is a serial killer murder mystery set in my native Baltimore, uh, but with magic. So think like Jessica Jones meets Harry Potter. Um, it's violent. It's dark. Uh, it's got it's highly influenced by my time as a music journalist. So there's like a huge punk rock undercurrent to it um, And I I think the books awesome, uh, and I hope people check it out So that's awesome, but I'm very interested about the very very final last girls. Let's talk about that Sure, so the very final last girls is my other graphic novel with Darby pop publishing um, This is a book about the girls who survive horror films think stories like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Saw, they all get together for group therapy and then start getting picked off one by one. Uh, like Charm City, it's pretty violent, but also with a sense of humor uh, and big heart and lots of nods to the classics without hopefully being too in your face about it. Yeah, that's always great. That's the hard thing, right? As creating that line, when you make something that's like based upon things we like, we don't want to be too in your face, right? So I, I am curious, what are some horror movies that inspire you? Uh, so the the book is a big inspiration is Cabin in the Woods. It's one of my all-time favorite films. I would I would even describe it as this is Cabin in the Woods meets the X-Men. Like whoa, that is the dumb pitch because in my mind like one doesn't survive a horror film without having some skills, whether skills like to survive zombies or skills you pick up like in a Freddy Krueger type scenario, obviously I don't say Freddy, I say like psychic warlock. Um, I think you're going to pick up some dream powers or whatever. Um, so that's that's kind of the theory behind the book. It's you know it's teenagers. They don't get along. It's about um, them having to overcome their differences to beat the bad guys. So what what I find fascinating is that you had mentioned that you were a music journalist. How do you make the jump from music journalism to this? That is a very very long story. The short of it is uh, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I was a journalist on the East Coast for a few years. Uh, I realized all my favorite comic book writers were also television writers. Uh, so I came out here, I went to USC, and you know, I've, I've worked in television, I've worked, uh, right now I'm writing on a podcast, um, you know, sold a feature, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just making a living as a writer. That's amazing, man. I love that. We're, we're On the show, we're very big about when you have a passion about something and when you find that passion and you pursue it, it's crazy how far it'll take you, right? Now, let me ask you this. What has been the biggest challenge in your comic career? biggest challenge in my comic career is uh, just knowing what story I want to do next. Uh, I have a ton of stories I want to tell. Comics take time. Probably heard there's a triangle like good, fast, cheap, pick two. I'm in the good and cheap. Um, I, so, you know, it, it's slow. Like Final Girls took many years to make. Charm City took a couple years to make. Then, you know, I have a bunch of stories I want to tell and it's going to take time. Before we wrap up here, how can our audience connect with you, buy your books, all that great stuff? Sure. Um, you can get Charm City through the Scout Comics website, Final Girl, a very final last girl through the Darby Pop website, or you can find me online, Instagram. I'm J E I S E R I K E, just J in my last name, and Twitter, I'm just my last name. That's E I S E R I K E. That's a good one. Go check it out. It's very cool. I'm a, big, I'm a big horror fan. We do a lot of horror stuff on this show, so we're very excited. And, I, and yeah, go pick it up. Seriously, guys. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Uncle Dad. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here hanging out with Nikki Rapp, voiceover artist and director. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, well, tell our audience who you are what you've done, and all those great stuff. Well, um, I'm Nikki Rupp. I'm a voice actor. Um, I think most people would probably know me from The Walking Dead game. I played Lily. I was in The Sims for about 12 years, so I played the children in The Sims, Sims 1, 2, and 3. I was in Psychonauts, which is my most favorite role. I was Lily in that one also, and Psychonauts 2, of course. I've been working for about 24 years in the business, and um, you know, I'm just trying to, to keep it going here at LA Comic Con and meet people and that's stuff. A, that's amazing. So I have to ask you in your in your storied career, what has been a, a challenge that keeps that comes up sometimes? I think it's wow, keeping positive when things are hard. But my love for what I do keeps me going. Yeah. And every time I book a job, I am so grateful. I don't ever take any of this for granted. Oh, you know what else? I was there's a HBO miniseries or it's a Cartoon Network miniseries I was in called Long Live the Royals. It's on, it's like on HBO Max right now. I just looked at his oh, face. No Sorry. No worries. I love it. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I I think that's the hardest thing sometimes is staying positive, not comparing myself with others' journeys, knowing that there's a place for all of us to do this, and just every time I do an audition, to do it and let it go. Yep and not dwell and think, oh, I should have done it like this or whatever. I think that's a big part of it, you know, just to keep going. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a challenge, but the best part is when you're passionate about something, right? Yeah. We talk about passion a lot on the show. A lot of people we've had on the show all have one thing in common, it's we're passionate. Right. And when you have that passion, it drives you in a way like no other, right? Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, kept going despite feeling like oh man I wanted that part I didn't get it and I just like keep going but I've been really grateful because a lot of my characters have come back to me Lily from The Walking Dead came back Lily from Psychonauts came back I'm hoping I was in Tales of Monkey Island I'm hoping my character Morgan LaFlay comes back next I'm really fortunate with that and I love creating new characters and then I have a, a new project coming up called Isabella Castispella and it's a children's book but we're trying to make an animated series out of it and I'll be playing Izzy so that's what I'm hoping and crossing my fingers out about right now that's incredible so let, let me ask you this so the artists we voice over artists yeah. but you're a director what have you directed so when I was in the sims I directed the last few expansion packs really? because yeah it was pretty awesome because I'd been doing it for 12 years so they knew that I would probably be good to direct because I knew how it was to be in the booth because we did like six hour recording sessions, which is pretty long and it's taxing because you're speaking a language that, you know, it's an improvised language. So it's very exhausting. You start saying terrible words because you're trying to put sounds together and you don't know what you're doing. And, and then I also, it was good for me to reel people in because you can kind of lose your mind a little bit when you're doing it. So I did that for a while and I loved it. but. I enjoy directing, but it's not really like what I want to do. I like being on the other side of it. It's a lot, right? Like yeah, it's, it's a lot to lot. do because you're like you got to be the other one, right? You lead the ship, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. But so it was a good, it was a good um, adventure. That's for amazing. Sure. Remind me, the character I'm pointing at is that Sam or Max? That's Sam and Max. So, so okay, tell me. So it's a 
Telltale game yeah. called They Stole Max's Brain. And Max's brain gets in this little character, Salmon Mac, and he's a pharaoh. And it's uh, hilarious. I did this game like over 12 years ago with Telltale, yeah. and this character has kind of resurged. So it's been really fun for me to revisit because he's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to be in the new one, can you say? I don't I don't know. I don't know anything yet. I know I know they were doing a remaster. Yes. So hopefully they will be all remastered with me in there and stuff. <laughs> I'm hoping. So they better do it. That's what I'm saying. They better they better say. exactly exactly. Sure. So before we wrap up, where can our audience connect with you, learn more with you about you and all that good stuff? Well, on Instagram, I'm Nikki Rapp, N-I-C-K-I-N-I-C-K-I-R-A-P-P. Um, on Twitter, it's a rap, I-T-S-U-H-R-A-P-P. Um, and Nikki Rapp, voiceover artist on Facebook. That's incredible. Go check her out. Great stuff. You're, you're such a great person to talk to. Really, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for the time. And then I, have, I just got to ask you this. Can we hear some Simlish before we wrap up? Is that okay? Awesome. Susu in a hushi purple agni bahaba shorbagab. Thank you so much, Nikki. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So we're waiting in line to do an experience because I always want to do at least one experience when we're at a con. It's for A and A Airlines, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I'm hanging out with the one and only. Isela Mariah. Hey, you were here earlier. You've been. This is your first real con. Earlier, you were overwhelmed. How does it feel now? I would say it feels. What's the word? Still overwhelming. Yeah. Boring. I would say it's overwhelming still because there's so much, and I feel like I've looked at everything, but at the same time, I don't think I have. Yeah, you definitely have. But I don't know like what else I could see. You know what I mean? There's a whole entire section we didn't see. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't do any of the middle section. Dang. Yeah. So. I will say though, one thing was cool is that they had the panel with the girls from the boys on the main stage. Oh, did you that, happen to see that? And that was really cool, actually. Did you take any pictures? I did take some pictures. Nice. It was uh, cool. Karen Fukuhara. Yeah, and then Aaron something. Aaron, yes. So that's Starlight. Starlight, and then um, 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 what's her name? What's her name? Not milk. No, not milkmaid. It's one word. Uh, that's what it is. One word. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, they were both there, and they were really cool, actually. They were, like, silly and, like, just having a good time. Yeah, it's uh, what's been great about this con is that the energy is pretty pretty high up there. Uh, a lot of great things have happened so far. I've really appreciated the interviews I've gotten so far. Well, yeah, we still got more to do. we still got about four hours left until the con is over. So right now we're going to wait in line and see where this ANA thing takes us. I really don't know what it's going to happen in here. Yeah. Do you have any idea? I don't know, but I hope it does take us to Japan. Wouldn't that be great? That sucks for somebody who's not here. Boo. Boo. We'll bring him back up, Pokemon. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right, everybody, we'll be right back. All right, as all good things, they must come to an end. What an episode. What a time. What a crazy event. Uh, I met some great people, and uh, there's going to be a great introduction with me and Mike on this later. But my somewhat co-host here, uh, Isel Mariah, uh, all in all, what did you think? Um, it was cool. It was a fun experience. It was great to see everything, and, you know... I learned a lot, actually, and I don't know. I had a good time. Would you come to another VidCon? Yeah, I would love to check out, like, San Diego next. You should. You should. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, remember, uh, go out there, support your creators, support art. And uh, like we always say, we're not uncles, we're not dads. We're just someone that you can talk to. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>